your setback is the platform for your comeback. Oh, those words came printed on a free postcard I got in early 2017, and they have stuck with me so much for the last three years. Over and over again, when I hit obstacles, I think of them. We all have challenges to overcome each and every day. And it's honestly true what they say, that it's not how you fall that matters, but it's how you get back up. So today I'm digging into the thick of it and talking about three big lessons that I've learned from my own setbacks. So if there's one thing I've learned in my adulthood, it's how important it is to be honest with other people. But not only that, how important it is to be honest with myself. I feel like society is finally getting caught up in this idea that vulnerability is actually strength, but we still have a ways to go. And over the last few years, I've really learned that if I hadn't been vulnerable, there's no way I would have been able to get through my own struggles. And I know I haven't gone a lot in depth yet about my own health challenges that I've had over the last few years. So today I'm going to do a little bit of that and also talk about what I've learned. So in December of 2016, I got a run-of-the-mill, simple 24-hour stomach bug. But after those 24 hours, I just never felt like myself. I felt so fatigued and I was still a little nauseous, like all the time. And I just didn't feel like getting out of bed at all. And that was towards the end of December. So right before Christmas. And finally in January, I got diagnosed with a whole slew of things. So within a week, within one week, I I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, IBS and MTHFR. And if you have never heard of MTHFR before, then I'm going to tell you what it is. It is a genetic condition or genetic mutation that affects the way that my body processes folate. MTHFR is not an uncommon genetic mutation, but it's also one that not a ton of people talk about yet. And thankfully, it has a very easy fix for it. But because I had so much else going on at the time, it took a long time for my body to start recovering. And I remember later in the week after getting diagnosed with it, I was alone in my bedroom. My husband, Will, was in class at a grad school class. Henry was asleep because he had just turned, he was just about one at the time. And I was FaceTiming my best friend. And she just so happens to be a doctor. And I was just sobbing to her. I will never forget the feeling of just sobbing and being scared and not knowing what was really going on. Because even though we'd figured out what was wrong, you know, I didn't feel better yet. And in my head, I had hoped that it would kind of be like antibiotics where after like 24 hours, you start to feel better, but that's not how this worked. It took almost a year for me to feel totally normal again. 
and like my best self. But I remember talking to my best friend and she said very specifically, you need to talk to your doctor about this, about how you're feeling and not just how I was feeling physically, but how I was feeling mentally. And I had an appointment with my primary care doctor a few days after that. And I talked to her about it and she knew already how I would been feeling, but it was just the first time that it was all verbalized. And so very soon after that, I got the official diagnosis for anxiety. And unfortunately, because of the genetic condition that I have and the way my body personally reacts with it, um, anxiety medication didn't work. So I had to think about some other ways to treat it. And so a few weeks after that initial anxiety diagnosis, I had to make a decision. I mean, I had been pretty quiet on social media for the last, you know, almost two months at that point. I hadn't really gone in depth to a lot of my friends about what had been going on. You know, my extended family didn't even quite know what was happening. And so I had to make one of two decisions. I could either keep everything hidden and not talk about it and kind of pretend that it didn't happen. Or I could start to be vulnerable and explain what was going on. And I was so nervous because I knew I wanted to share. I mean, I do have a degree in English, and so I wanted to be able to write it out and express it in that specific way. But I also didn't know how people were going to react. You know, I didn't know if people were going to think it was odd that I was explaining all these things. I didn't I didn't know if they would understand why I was expressing what I was going through. But I also knew that I wasn't healed yet. At this point it was a towards the end of February and I wasn't totally myself yet. You know, I was a little bit better, but it was definitely not um back to my usual Kathleen self. And in addition to how just the general public would react and my friends and my family, I really didn't know how my clients were going to react or future clients. Because as a businesswoman, you know, would people think that I was weak if I was talking about mental health and anxiety and eventually depression? You know, would they think that I was weak for being kind of ill but still working would they think that that was a good idea or not would they want to hire me still I mean all these thoughts went through my head and I just didn't know what was going to happen so I wrote it all out I showed it to my husband I sent it to a few friends and I ultimately made the decision to post it and it was one of the most terrifying days in my memory it was just putting that out there for the world to see. And what ended up happening was more than I could ever have asked for. People were coming out of the woodwork, people I hadn't talked to in years since college or high school, former students were contacting me and their parents and saying how brave it was to post and to talk about it. And, you know, I didn't feel brave. I just felt like I wanted to share my truth with the world because I didn't want to feel like I was living a lie. And for some reason for me, 
I felt like I wasn't being truthful when I wasn't talking about these things that had had that had had such a big effect on me. And so I really learned from that experience that being vulnerable was not a sign of weakness. It's really a sign of strength. And, you know, in addition to all of these, you know, old high school and college classmates and other friends commenting on what I had written, I had so many clients that, you know, I had worked with in the last few weeks while I was sick or the previous year before everything happened. And they were so unbelievably supportive. And that just gave me so much strength to keep going with my business and really show who I am as a photographer, because I'm not just someone with a camera who takes pictures of moments. You know, I am a person. I want to be there for my clients as a friend. You know, that's what I want. And I want that relationship with my clients. So it just meant so much that they were so supportive. And so I just want to say that no matter what your situation or circumstance, being open about it will only make people love you more. But I don't want you to confuse being vulnerable with having the obligation to be vulnerable because being vulnerable is truly a choice. And if you aren't ready to talk about what's going on, then you don't have to. And, you know, it's not like in my, in the last 10 minutes, I've explained everything that happened during those first few months of my health struggles, but I got to a point where I was comfortable talking about certain aspects of it. And those are the parts that I choose and chose to share with the world. You know, and my best friends and my family know more of what's happened and that's okay. You know, I don't have to share everything in order to make a difference and neither do you. And if you aren't ready to talk about everything that you're going through, that is perfectly fine. But just know that when you do, people will be supportive. There's something about being vulnerable that is more powerful than I can possibly describe. And so those setbacks that I had truly became the platform for my comeback. And it wasn't a comeback that was anything crazy or big. It was just a comeback into who I am as a person. And it's funny how empowered I felt after sharing my story with others. I felt like a better mom, a better wife, and a better business owner. And once I was honest with not only others, but myself, it was like I had lit a fire under me. And I just wanted to take my business to the next level. I wanted to be a better mom. And so in terms of my business, I updated my entire website. I started using Instagram as a platform for my business. I invested in some new equipment and education that really allowed me to start pursuing my dreams in a way that I hadn't before. And, you know, when you go through tough times, you have a new appreciation for the little things in life and for the things that you could do in the future. And I knew after having been through some serious stuff that I just wanted to be the best possible version of myself that wasn't the most truthful version of myself, which for me meant pursuing this 
career of photography and also being the best mom that I possibly could. And so what ended up happening is that after that initial set of struggles, anytime I hit another big challenge, which somehow happened to happen every year since then in one way, shape or form, I ended up doing the exact same thing. I turn to my business. I turn to finding ways to create new memories with my family. And so my, after talking to my therapist, we have agreed that it's one way for me to control things that when I don't seem to have a lot of control over the rest of my life. Um, but there's nothing wrong with that, you know, and it's, been wonderful to kind of put my energy into these very productive places after having some pretty big setbacks. You know, after the, the year after the initial health struggles happened, um, so now we're in, we're up to late 2017 and early 2018, you know, we were having trouble getting pregnant. My body was still healing from everything that had happened. For someone who likes instant gratification and really thrives on it in other aspects of her life, taking a year to get better was really not something that I had been planning on. And, you know, I'd gone through a pretty rough bout of depression over the summer. My body was just not cooperating like I wanted to, and I was having trouble getting pregnant. And after talking to Will, we decided that it was time to really put some roots down here in California and buy our first home and make sure that when we did purchase our house, that there was room for me to have a home studio so that I had room to, again, pursue my dreams and just expand my creativity and do something that we knew would be really good for my own mental health. And I kid you not, one week, seven days after we made that decision to look for a house to buy, an offer that we put in on, on our house was accepted. And two weeks after that, we closed on the house, which as my mom, who is a realtor, has said, is insane. Three days after we closed on the house, I found out I was pregnant. And this felt like a comeback of the highest order but it also, in a very small way, felt like a setback. And only in the sense that plans, again, had not happened the way that I thought they would. You know, for once, I was actually at peace with not getting pregnant for a while. And I was looking towards building the studio and my business. And then I got hit with some pretty nasty pregnancy nausea that lasted until I was 20 weeks along, which is halfway. And it was not fun at all. Um, I had to really search for the fun in those first 20 weeks, although it was easier when I was in New York watching Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. That was some definite fun. But again, plans had changed. And this time, the difference was that I had learned to ask for help. After everything else that had happened the previous year in early 2017, I was finally ready to acknowledge that I could not do all the things on my own. And thankfully, we have great 
neighbors and friends and family who all were able to help us. And even just acknowledging that I needed help was a comeback for me because that was so different than the previous year. And since I had learned to ask for help, it felt like such a comeback. You know, I had gotten all of these tools and resources together over the last year, and those really helped me keep my mental and physical health as good as they possibly could be during that first half of my pregnancy. And so that really was my comeback. You know, it wasn't having a, you know, having a comeback doesn't mean conquering the world. It can mean just having the ability to recognize when you need help and that you've gained the tools to help yourself. And in addition to that, again, setting small goals and hitting those goals means that you are absolutely conquering your own world one step at a time. After my pregnancy nausea finally died down, thank goodness, I started to set little goals, some for work, some for home life. You know, at home, I I hadn't been able to get my home studio up and running yet, so I wanted to get that done so I could start having newborn clients in and other studio sessions. And then personally, I, I wanted to create a lot of fun memories with Henry before our daughter came around. So business was going on as usual. I was getting my studio set up. I was very excited about everything. We painted, put up some shelves. It was really looking like a studio. And I was just excited about the fall to come. And it was around that time that I got a text message from one of my clients. And I will never forget this text message because at this point it was late July, I believe. And I was due with my daughter in December, late December. And I, this client texted me and said, Oh my goodness, are you doing holiday mini sessions this year? I know you're pregnant, but I just want to know ahead of time. And it was the earliest anyone had ever asked about mini sessions before. And it made me feel so good. It just, it made me feel so valued as a photographer and it was exactly what I needed at the time. And yes, it was only about many sessions, but it meant so much. And to me, it gave me that extra push to keep going. Thankfully, I did do holiday mini sessions that Christmas and that client got them done that year and has gotten them done every year since. And I love her so much, but I'll never forget that moment, that feeling that I had getting that text message. It was just amazing. And in my personal life, I really made it my goal to have as many fun moments with Henry as we possibly could before our daughter was born. So we went apple picking with him. We went to the pumpkin patch. We took him to the movies, you know. It wasn't every day that we did something crazy and fun and different, but we tried to do just a handful of things together as a family to give him these really great memories of being the only child. And so just being able to do that felt like a comeback to me. And it was because it was my own personal comeback. 
And sometimes once you're far enough removed from your own setback, you realize just how much of a comeback you've actually had. And so that's when you can take it and really help others. And so this last lesson that I've learned from my own setbacks is about paying it forward. You know, when we were going through our own struggles, several different ones, not just my own health stuff, but we've had other things happen since then. And so many people have just stepped up and helped us. And, you know, it's not just like bringing food or taking care of our kids. You know, it's been things like just sitting there in that space with us and listening. And so I realized that it is important to do that same thing for others. And so in the process of paying it forward, it is very important that you also think about your own mental health and what you can handle. I remember my primary care doctor talking to me when I was first sick back in late 2016, early 2017. And she had to sit me down and say that I did not have enough gas in my tank to be helping others. And that was a huge wake up call to me because I'm an Enneagram too, for anyone who that resonates with. And what that means for those who may not know is I'm, I can be kind of categorized as a helper, you know, even in college, my friends called me mama sometimes because that was kind of just my role. And I really like that role. You know, I I like being able to help people. But what my doctor explained to me that day was that I did not have the mental reserves to be able to help other people at that time and that that was okay. I just had to work on my own health to get those mental reserves back. And so once I got those mental reserves back, you can bet that I was working to pay it forward to other people. So no matter what the situation is, sit with those friends and family members of yours in those hard spaces. You know, all you have to do is listen. I've talked to my friends about loss and infertility, disrupted adoptions, moving, parenting challenges, and all the things in between. And it's so important to hear other people's stories. Like they've heard yours. You know, my friends sat with me in those hard spaces and I wanted to be able to sit with them as well. But not only that, not only did I want to do it to be supportive of them, but it's extremely valuable to get other perspectives on the world other than your own. And so by helping other people, you're really doing so much more for the good of the world than you can even imagine. And by paying it forward and sitting with your friends and your family in those hard spaces, it's going to help give them the strength to find their own comebacks. You know, it's not your responsibility to find it for them, but just by being a presence and a positive presence in their life, they are going to be able to help themselves in a way that they weren't able to before. And lastly, hope and faith are so, so powerful. When I was going through some of my toughest moments, other people 
around me had to have hope and faith that I would find my comeback. And now when my friends are going through tough times of their own, I make sure to tell them specifically that I will have hope even if it's hard for them to have it themselves. You know, and it's not always hope for anything big or life-changing. Sometimes it's just saying, I have faith that your kid will stay in bed when you put him to bed. You know, because people have had to say that to me because parenting brings about a whole new set of challenges. And sometimes it's really the little things that make the biggest difference in the world. So truly, it's not about being complicated. It's just about helping to the best of your ability. And in your own life, these comebacks don't have to be life-changing. They just have to be about being the best version of you that you can be. So one of my favorite shows of all time is Boy Meets World. And if you're a fan too, you might know the quote that I'm about to reference. But at one point in the series, Eric, the older brother, says to Corey, his younger brother, life's tough, get a helmet. And I've always loved that quote ever since I was little. But it really could not be more true. However, what I've learned is that that helmet isn't a wall to, you know, keep our feelings in when times get tough. It's, the helmet is really a set of tools and resources that we gain to become stronger versions of ourselves. And so that's what I take from that quote in my adulthood. And that initial postcard I got with the words, your setback is the platform for your comeback. It came for free when I ordered some planner stickers back in January of 2017. And now to this day, it stays in my office as a reminder that no matter what I'm going through, there's always going to be a brighter side coming. It may come tomorrow. It may come next week, next month, next year, but it's coming. So I hope that you all are able to have your own comebacks, big or small, and just be the strongest best versions of yourself. Thank you so, so much for joining me for this episode of the Curating Cozy podcast. I am extremely thankful that you've spent part of your day with me, and I cannot wait to talk to you again soon. Bye, guys.